Mike, 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 we're live, we're live. Check, 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 holy hell. What a day. Wednesday, episode four. God, I just feel like there's so much to talk about. So much to fucking talk about, dude. Ugh, drugs, drugs. Fucking caffeine, crazy drug. It's crazy everyone likes different kinds of drugs. But monitoring the drugs, I think, is big. And I think the drugs that decline your health and the drugs that don't really decline your health, like I don't I don't think marijuana declines your health, but I think the abuse of it declines your health. But abuse of anything fucking declines your health, dude. Abuse of caffeine. How much caffeine do you do a day, Jay? I usually just have a coffee and then a tea. That's all I do, like pretty so, much all day. I try not to I used to do two coffees, but I felt like I was doing too much, so now I just do like a yerba right now and a yeah. coffee. So, uh, okay, so so you do coffee at the beginning of the day, and then maybe your second round is a tea? Yeah, like right now, I'm drinking a tea. Sometimes I'll switch it up, you know? Mm-hmm. But like how you guys said, I didn't even know that how long caffeine stays in your system. So I used to have it later, but now I try not to have it past like three or four. Four would be like my latest I have caffeine. Yeah, second max, dose. max. Because sometimes you need it, like, when we have our second uh, training of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, same. Especially teaching two hours of the night and then training with the students, too. I like having a little boost. But lately I've been doing this. Uh, it's called InstaFuel by Laird Hamilton. It's this matcha. It's this matcha mix. You mix it up with some hot water, put some honey in it, and then you can put cold water and make it a cold one. But it gives you – I like the matchas because it gives you a nice little high. It's not like that geeky fucking – caffeine high yeah kind of, that's why i like tea too like the yerbas are kind of like you said like it's a a good little yeah. boost not like too much we're like oh shit jittery and shit it was crazy being all around around all the guys in florida it's like man dude there's not a time when they're completely sober oh i know i, I think with bradley that bradley there was because he's into exercise and in, into fitness and in, into health and But those guys that really don't have an excuse, like we like to be healthy and improve our health, like I said, because of our jujitsu and we care about our bodies. But like most of those other guys, but Adderall, me and you are going to split an Adderall. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad we didn't because I've never done alcohol with fucking Adderall. Oh, I never mixed it either. I've done it. I've literally only done Adderall once just to kind of see how it feels. And I never done it since. I did it once too. I did it once too when I was driving home from uh, Portland with my buddy uh, Ty. We did a little half pill, and I fucking it was sweet. But dude, I think a lot of people are on Adderall. It's very common, like for uh, college kids. Um, I would imagine editors too. Like I, would, I think fucking like Steve's guy and uh, the other Brad's guy probably are always geeked up on that shit. And I, I, I wonder, I wonder if you do it for years and years and years. I wonder like what the negative effects are. Yeah. Like, is it is it like is it like meth? Because it is an amphetamine, isn't it? Look it up. But uh, yeah, a little low dose of Adderall here and there. I, I feel like right now I don't, I don't need it. Like Schwab, Brandon Schwab, he does like sometimes three podcasts or a day, and I feel like if I was doing three podcasts a day, maybe a little low dose of Adderall would be good. Maybe I just need to try it too. One of my kids jujitsu students their parents gave me one and i have it sitting at home maybe i just need to pop it and just fucking go <laughs> off and just get shit it's gonna done. be cleaning your house and shit 
I, I know. Like just be too geeked up, but I don't want to just get like I don't know if it's like do you get hooked on it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like kind of like caffeine, you know? Like I feel like I need it in the morning. So people who abuse a great deal of Adderall over a long period of time may experience side effects ranging from sleep difficulties, depression, and irritability, to mood swings, paranoia, panic attacks. A list of side effects of long-term of long-term Adderall abuse are below. Sleep difficulties, inability to concentrate, lack of motivation, depression, irritability, lethargy, fatigue, aggression, thoughts of suicide, mood swings, paranoia, hallucinations, tremors, headaches, weight loss, uh, anxiety. God, it's just not <laughs> worth it. Yeah, I, I feel not. like we, we run good enough without it. It's like, why do I just need to fucking add something? Yeah, I'm good with coffee and tea. Yeah, I like sleeping well, dude. I love sleeping fucking good. And I, lately, I haven't been smoking in the nights. When we were in Miami fucking partying, uh, Murder always had in his little uh, glasses case probably a stack of 15 blunts. And it was actually nice smoking those blunts. But, dude, smoking in the nights, I eat less, I wake up. I wake up naturally at 7.15, and my body's ready to fucking wake up. I'm going to try to stick with it as long as I can. Um, taking some day rips though. Sometimes I like smoking before the pods. It helps me talk a little bit easier and just relax. But uh, yeah. But the thing about Adderall too is like like uh, Murder was saying he he just does Adderall. We did, didn't say that, but I, he had a bunch of them on him, so I figured. But it suppresses your appetite too. So maybe that's why people like it a lot too. Is you don't get snacky constantly. But uh, like like six nine like six nine he was talking about. When Oscar and him opened up the cupboards, it was like the, the shittiest food you can imagine, top to bottom in every cupboard. That's how like I grew up eating too, you know. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, like especially like me and my uh, brother and sisters, where my mom was always working, so you just kind of want something quick, so you don't really have to think or cook. You know. What when I mean? did you slowly start getting into just eating better and caring about your health? When? Uh, probably like honestly not until like after high school like i always knew it was like obviously bad for you like all the shit i was eating especially like mexican food there's a lot that's bad for you so um but after high school like i was like i don't know something just clicked i was like i I think i noticed like how like lazy i was getting and i was again it was like when i was working at the call center i was just feeling like shit tired was it jujitsu that made you think like oh maybe i can eat yeah, yeah. I think it was a little bit before jujitsu though, because I was like, man, I just need to get my sh- my just health overall all together. And then I started working out a little bit, like lifting weights. But even like when you first start lifting, it could be a little bit intimidating because you're like, I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm doing or if I'm doing it right. So you just look shit up on YouTube or you ask buddies like, hey, how do you like you know show me how to lift? And it's crazy with that with that lifting shit. It's like mm-hmm. I learned how to lift in wrestling in high school, but it it was all wrong. Like Brandon's pretty much teaching me how to relift. Even I was doing physical therapy and I thought at physical therapy, they thought teach you how to properly do things, but still they were teaching me outdated information where your body's just really in flexion and extension. But I think I started eating healthy. I, I was always trying to cut to 170 when I was fighting coming up and I was like, how do these guys do it? And I, I found the Dolce diet, uh, three weeks to shred it. It's called, and he loses. He goes through his diet plan with Tiago Alves and he loses 21 pounds in three weeks. 
and it's pretty outdated too but that's when i kind of started to learn and then i moved in with pat healy and i saw him eat spinach i'm like what the hell spinach is probably fucking nasty but then i started putting spinach in my shakes with some fruit and a little bit of protein and some water and i was like what the hell you can't even taste the spinach and it was bomb as fuck but then slowly and then when I fought at the Playboy Mansion, like I didn't have a fucking clue how to cut weight and diet. I stopped eating Wednesday, stopped eating, and stopped drinking Wednesday for a Friday night weigh-in. Um, and then I mo- yeah moved to Portland and I w- started working with this nutritionist guy. He was ki- he was kind of a a fraud, which is which is kind of fucked up to see. But I I paid him. I had sponsors pay him 120 bucks a week to make all my meals for training. So he would, at the beginning of the week, he'd give me three days worth of meals, and then the middle of the week he'd give me another uh, three days worth of meals, and then Sundays we had our cheat days. But that's when I started to learn like the timing of when I should eat, when I should eat my snack, post workout I should get my protein shakes, and I, I started to learn. And then working with Jamie Varner, and he had a separate separate nutritionist. Um, working with all these different fighters, I've gotten a lot of info on eating good and and cutting weight and having the right diet plan and refueling good, and then and then just when I wasn't when I wasn't uh, training from all the injuries, I started just like I don't want to just feel good when I'm getting ready for a fight camp. I want to feel good always. So then I started eating healthy out of fight camp too, and just turned it into a lifestyle: eating clean, organic, good foods that make me feel good my stomach digests them easy which in turn i sleep better which in turn makes everything better so i'm like wow i was kind of on to something um but yes yeah, six nine's like yeah it just takes laxatives brother i'm like what <laughs> he's like not every night but i'm like damn so you just eat all this and take a laxative so i said are you, when you take a shit are you just spraying every time he's like yeah but not all the time <laughs> <laughs> like damn that's yeah. how the fucker lost weight i think too because he was talking to sean like oh i want to get down to like your weight class because i think i used to think too like way way back but i think people think like like for instance sean fights at 135 they think he just that's his weight like that he just walks around at that like all the time you know mm-hmm. what i mean like people don't really understand like the weight cutting and stuff like that so he's like, oh i just want to be 136 bro i want to be 135 like <laughs> you don't want to be that skinny like all the time yeah. you know what i mean i used to think that too he's like, oh he fights at 155 like that's just his weight yeah you know what i mean yeah most fighters most fighters healthily walk around 20 pounds overweight some fighters out of camp they get 30 pounds overweight which that's when you start getting fucking unhealthy Con- three times four times a year losing 30 pounds and then putting it back on and then losing 30 pounds and then putting it back on I think uh, it ages you kind of quick. Um, yeah. So when you guys were, when it was just you three in the car, you six nine and sugar driving. Oh yeah. When what we was first, it like? What were the him? conversations like? Uh, well, the first time we met him, like he was just like, "Oh, you want to ride with me?" Like to Sean, you know. And then obviously he didn't mind that I was there, and we just got in his Range Rover, and you could tell, like you know, like. Uh, uh, six nine is pretty good at like i feel like getting people to like talk about them i think because he's just like super nice in person and he doesn't make you feel like awkward or anything you know like uh kind of like intimidated almost and then uh he was just trying to get sean to talk more and like kind of uh-huh. get to know sean a little bit more 
and then at first you could tell Sean was even like I felt I don't know I felt like he was a little bit nervous you oh, know he sh- just for sure for and, sure he um, was nervous because I was just in the back like damn this is crazy we're just in the car with him like because during that time uh he was trying to meet his brother up like oh where are you at meet me over here make sure you're like following me or behind me or whatever but yeah as all that was going on they're trying to like read directions talk to each other and uh yeah they're just getting to know each other you know a little bit more better kind of break the ice a little bit and then but yeah he, he i think six nines is really good at like uh making you feel comfortable like to talk to him yeah because you know? some people are like oh Oh shit! You're a fucking celebrity. I think for Sean too, because he loves six nine. You know, it's yeah. like imagine meeting like someone you like been bumping their yeah. music forever and like like their personality and all that. So. Well, even for like I can't imagine for six nine people don't even look at him like he's a human being, like mm-hmm. he's a normal fucking human being, just a creative guy who blows up and a lot of people know him, but they look at him like as this like uh, I don't know, like a figure, not like just oh yeah, he's like, a normal dude. He mm-hmm. does all the same shit we do. And even with sugar, I see it with people. People like looking yeah. like, whoa! I know they this freak is like out. This figure, but it's like he's just a normal fucking scrubby kid. Four years ago, we w- weren't anything. Just grinding. That's it. Yeah, I think just anybody that's like a celebrity, like you, they just kind of like forget like they're a person too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Even with like we saw it with Steve and and uh, what's his name Bradley. Like there, people were just kind of like freaking out. Like when they mm-hmm. they start shaking, like can I get a pick? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know. It's pretty wild. I, I was thinking about that too. I was like, I don't know if there's anybody that I would kind of freak out. Like if I met like that, not like in a nervous sense, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. Like someone you, you look up to and you've known about for a long time. Like, yeah. Who, that's what I was thinking. It's like, who, who would you, you see and be like, damn, I want to get a picture with that person. Uh, the only person like Kanye West, like I just love Kanye. Really? But other than that, I don't know. Dude, probably six nine for me. I'd be like, really? damn, that's fucking six nine. He's such a character with all his tattoos and his persona. I'd probably get a pick with him for sure. And we did get to just chill with them. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. Man, the, the, with with all those guys and that that lifestyle, it's like, when is it going to come to a point? Because eventually it's going to catch up. Like eventually it has to catch up in, unless you start putting in some healthy habits here and there mm-hmm. to like make you healthy. But like. There's, I just feel like there's such a danger in those constant high highs, especially like with his content creation, uh, Steve's, it's kind of like a thing where it's like, fuck. Cause he, I think he got super famous from chugging crazy amounts of liquor, like chugging full bottles of Jack Daniels. Yeah. I think just for like his party type content, I believe. Because I think he was talking about it on the Steve-O podcast a little bit. Like, I think he just started posting on Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. And people just liked it. And obviously, I'm assuming he liked the, the feedback. So he just kept doing, like, more outlandish shit. That, that's time. where it would be tough. Like, having making that kind of content to where it's like, you got to do crazy shit. And then you got to up the crazy shit you just did. Oh, that would be a fucking that would be a tough one. But he, he likes it. He genuinely likes it being fucking crazy yeah, like see, that like his older one see i remember watching this like two years ago and i, I like it was i ate like 4500 milligrams of thc edibles like he would just do crazy shit i or attempting to eat 30 burgers um eating the world's biggest pizza just stuff like that it's pretty badass though he, he really is just really good at entertainment yeah and it's pretty wild that he's super young like 22 <clears throat> 
Yeah. Like you said, I don't know. Hopefully he has like some sort of like mentor or something or someone he, I think Brad like is going to help good. him for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good friend. You could tell like they're boys. Yeah. But the dangers of those high highs, because with those high highs come low lows. And if you just constantly keep the highs high, what's that six and high? Oh, video? I know. I just saw that. I oh. didn't see that one. Wait, that's funny. So yeah, he's been a fan of six and nine too. I'm assuming they uh, remade the Gooba video. Let's see. I'm trying to fast forward here. He dressed up like 6ix9ine. <laughs> That's wild, huh? That's what he really was. He was like, dude, I've been a 6ix9ine fan too to Sean. He's like, this is like crazy to me too. He was even freaking out a little bit that he was hanging out with Sean. I oh, feel. I think they all were. I think they all yeah. were like looking at Sean like, whoa, this motherfucker. Which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, because like when we first met them, you could tell he was like kind of nervous or i think he says it in the pod too he's like kind of like socially can be awkward a little bit uh uh-huh. because he's just like but you could tell you know how he like had an anxiety attack because he lost like he thought he lost some money yeah remember yeah <clears throat> but he, he talks about grand. all that on like the steve pod like how he kind of um he kind of can be a little awkward if yeah. he doesn't know you i feel like yeah but we're, but he, we're we were young. I think he got the vibe that we were younger kids and just scrubby normal kids. Just yeah, like yeah. Fucking we weren't trying else. to be cool or like, I don't know, or no. super uptight or yeah, or, yeah. or anything. But I I want to know like with the the content creation, you can you could see how it just gets super, almost addicting to where it's like I just want to keep growing. I just want to keep growing. I want to keep growing. So I wonder if there's like, there's <laughs> got to be a happy medium on where it's like okay, mm-hmm. like a, a mix of almost like stoicism with the creating content and with the I was just talking to Brandon Harris about it he's just so so smart about all that stuff but I, th- I think it would be hard and you'd have to be super super aware self-aware and have a like I don't know it's a it's a crazy thing hopefully hopefully Steve doesn't go through some crazy shit like Bam Margera did where he gets so hooked on shit and then like any more alcohol or or certain drugs aren't doing the trick and then maybe he tries like a, a dangerous drug one time then it just goes down from hill from there yeah i hope hopefully yeah, i hope he does he seems like like a genuine guy like steve i think he's just a little awkward like sometimes when you try to talk to him i think just because he's young you know so he hasn't really built that like how yeah. to talk to people almost you know what i mean well and, and he's a, a fucking superstar dude yeah, so any, anyone you come in contact with you don't know if they're just being friendly just to get something from yeah, you. Yeah, that's true because you're, you're famous and shit. Yeah, or if you're just – and there's yeah, who knows? Because, like, the um, higher level you get in things, the higher level the snakes are. Yeah, that's I forgot true. who said that, but I was like, fuck, that's just so true. Everybody just wants to, like, get shit from you. Like, they want – it's not really, like, genuine, and I bet it gets harder the bigger you get. Because I remember talking to Emron one time when I was with them in uh, – what was that one time we were hanging out with them? Was it in San Diego? Santa Monica? Yeah, I remember we went to like Whole Foods. I forgot somewhere, but we were just talking, and he was just like, "Yeah, like Sean is getting bigger every fight. He's like the bigger he gets, the more like closer he's probably gonna get to you guys because like reasons like that. Like, I feel like the bigger you get, the more like kind of keep it still tight, you know, and try not to let new people in so much. Yeah, he was saying that too, so you could tell like he's probably just like really close, obviously with Brad and his little like video team. Yeah, his boys, which is cool. Yeah. Have, having your having your group of friends that with regardless without anything they'll still be your friends like literally if you yeah, you lose everything and you're working at McDonald's we'll still probably chill on the weekends or yeah exactly whatever 
but let's switch it up uh sean just got text by his manager um yesterday two huge fights dude two huge fights that they're possibly talking about supposedly those guys want sean so we went to the coffee shop this morning did a little film study on them and just kind of are trying to decide what's best what's best and it it's it's nice having Takino to call, you know what I mean? He's super smart, and then our buddies, and we have a good group to call to where we can make a good decision. But, yeah, the next fight is going to be fucking insane, and people are going to be pumped about it. Yeah, I think it's going to be crazy. But uh, what – I'm trying to think because there's a lot of Patreon questions coming, coming oh, in, yeah. and, and we'll get to those in a little bit. But Okay. Starting out, people always ask, starting out, what do you think the best martial art is? And what's the difference between wrestling and jiu-jitsu? Um, I think starting out wrestling, starting out wrestling, you always are shooting from real close. You're tying up with the person, and the range is really close when you're wrestling. When you start fighting, the range switches by about three feet. So having to adapt to that um, is, is a tough part for wrestlers. Some can do it because they're super athletic, but some they have a lot of trouble with it. Um, with wrestlers too, in jiu-jitsu, wrestlers are super good at controlling you. But if when it comes to jiu-jitsu, what the jiu-jitsu guy has is all these different guards. Single leg X, X guard, Delaheva guard, full guard half guard and those are the spots where the wrestlers need to learn to be where they can be safe and where they can be comfortable because they're not used to fighting someone that's fighting off of their back still attacking them trying to sweep them because in wrestling you put someone on their back pin them the match is over um you've been enjoying wrestling haven't you yeah wrestling's super fun like i i enjoy like um, at first, I was like a little intimidated. I think because wrestling, the the bigger factors, like especially when I even roll with wrestlers, like they're just like super aggressive, mm-hmm. and um, I just sometimes I'll just weather the storm, and usually they'll get tired. You know what I mean by the end of the round. Mm-hmm. It depends. Like if they have a lot of weight and size on me, it's a little bit harder. But I feel like they get tired even faster, and usually like that's when I use my jujitsu, and I could tell they're just like breathing all hard yeah. and they try to pass my guard like super hard or try to like even if they did pass i'll get it back and you can tell they get a little irritated but standing up and learning to take people down is super fun too i feel like not i feel like because i've been establishing my like jujitsu more so now like knowing how to take them down now from standing it, like makes the positions like i, I have an even more upper hand you know when i could like get a single or a little arm drag yeah. inside leg trip or but something. It, I think you have to be a complete grappler. You have to know how to wrestle. Oh, dude. for sure. Especially how are you going to go out in the streets and be confident in yourself when all you do is sit to your butt and mm-hmm. fucking pull guard. Like you got to know how to take someone down and like wrestling is super hard. It's super exhausting on your body. It's I think one of the most fucking exhausting things wrestling rounds in high school are three, two minute rounds. Even when we would have just wrestling practices, oh my god, I'd be dead. Yeah. It's like a different type of jujitsu or tiredness. Yeah, a different type of fucking tiredness. So even for the young bucks li- uh, listening out there, if you have the opportunity to wrestle in high school, 
just do it. It's a fucking bitch. And I, dude, I wrestled four years just, and I did not want to. I'm like, dude, I could go home and eat a fucking sand, peanut butter and jelly sandwich right now and play some Madden. But no, I got to go in this wrestling room for an hour and a half and fucking exhaust myself and have kids trying to break me mentally and physically. But learning those lessons in high school, they really transfer over. And not only transfer over in other combat sports, they transfer over in life. Like you get a certain level of confidence from wrestling and it's and, and in high school it's free training you don't have to pay for it if you're in high school i definitely don't think i'd be where i'm at if it wasn't f for wrestling uh wrestling in high school and coming up and doing it and that's why i'm thankful too that i can give it back all the wrestling stuff I'm, i've learned i can give it back to our students so no matter what at our gym our people know how to wrestle and they're at least pretty comfortable on their feet you know yeah exactly compared to some gyms they don't jujitsu gyms they don't teach wrestling that's what i was about to say you could get your black belt and not know how to wrestle you know what i mean i've heard yeah. stories about like guys that are black belts that don't know how to like take someone down essentially you know so it's like well a lot wild. a lot of gyms start from their knees mm -hmm. or start from their butt no, no, no. The fight's going to end up on the ground anyway. It's like, if if I want it to. <laughs> yeah. They get knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. God, dude. Me and Mariah went into this coffee shop the other day when I was getting my braces. Just a random one. And this girl with tattoos, super fucking cute. Big fan of the pod. She was like, whoa. She was a huge fan of the pod. Um, So we got a picture. Met her. And she's like, yeah, I have a boy. I mean, my boyfriend's like a huge fan of you guys, too. And then I left. I came back the next day. She was a worker or she was she, just she, there? Yeah, she was working at the oh, coffee okay. shop. I came back the next day because the braces place was closed the first day. I went back in the coffee shop. And she's like, hey, I didn't, I didn't, I don't actually have a boyfriend. I just didn't want to, like, make your girlfriend mad like, that I was talking. Oh, I was like, oh, that's cool. My girlfriend actually thought you were really hot. And then she was, like, really flattered. And I was like, well, do you have an Insta? <laughs> Got her Insta. We've been chatting. Still? Mariah and her, yeah, Mariah and her been <laughs> chatting too, and hopefully we're ready to rumble on Saturday. So supposedly she's coming over. Damn. I know we've heard it before. <laughs> oh, it's always nerve wracking, dude, because I got to be the the facil the facilitator in that situation. I got to be the one running the program because there's it's these girls, two shy girls. It's like, the coach. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> but I'm ready for it. Let's go. I'm yeah. fucking ready for it's it. Pretty wild. I always think like how it would be too like. Do you like split your attention between them or how does that work? Yeah. Kinda. Well, that's that's where where it's like <laughs> your coaching you, comes into or play. you gotta be really <laughs> secure with your main partner. Yeah. And talk to Mariah and say, Hey, like, this girl's probably really nervous and e probably even more insecure. So I'll make sure, like, obviously give Mariah attention, but giving her attention and making that girl feel mm -hmm. comfortable too. Uh but I'm fucking pumped. But I'm <laughs> but I'm fucking pumped, dude. Gotta lead the way. Gotta guide oh. them. Finally, enough fucking beating my meat. You beat your meat a lot? Uh, not a lot, honestly. Not like as much as I used to, but I, I feel like I'm pretty. I don't know. I do maybe like a couple times a week, not that yeah. many times. Sometimes you just. I feel like you just fucking need to, dude. You just I need know, to to think straight. It's funny when it just pops in your head, huh? I was reading like a meme on Twitter. Like, it's like guys are funny. Like out of nowhere, they just want to go jack off. <laughs> Dude, like it's, it's just random, like almost like you just get that like. For me, it's usually when I'm I'm sitting there and I, I just have like a couple hours to kill. I'm not bored, but I'm like, damn, I know that'd be a nice little high right now. <laughs>
but uh, fuck, I always I do I do feel better when I don't. Cause do you usually look at porno? Oh yeah. Do you? Of course. What, it's what's not you, like back what, in the days, like when you'd have to like either look at a magazine or something like before we had smartphones oh and my shit. God. But I can imagine you too, because you're a little bit older. Uh huh. So I don't know how you used to do it, boss. <laughs> I'm trying to how think. I used to get like when I first beat off, I went like this. I was like, oh. <laughs> it's funny how you sweet. just discover it, huh? Yeah, magazines. I remember. I remember going to like Hastings or like a Blockbuster, those movie stores, and opening up the the the, the package of. Well, were a, you of over eighteen mag. though? Like, no. Oh, so you just steal it? No, I wouldn't steal it. Oh. I'd open it up and just look at it, get some mental shots. <laughs> It's funny. I remember my um my best friend growing up. His grandpa he found like his stash of magazines. So we would just take one or two and oh, we would just share. God. It. Just have a hate. We had a hiding spot. We were like, "Yo, put it right here. If you ever need it, let me know." <laughs> oh my god. Well, no, yeah. Nowadays it's like you literally can just pretty much mentally fuck any type of girl you want within two three clicks, two three seconds. It's dangerous, dude. It's fucking dangerous. That's another thing. Another drug you just fucking... Mm-hmm. Pro- it's probably not super healthy to abuse. I know. There's like a bunch of people that do like... Or you see like the no fat challenge or shit like that. Yeah, I uh-huh. think even Joe Rogan talked about it. Like not fapping at all. Fapping gives you like... Jeep beating off? Yeah, yeah. It's just like the the PG ver- uh, word for jacking off. But yeah. I God, think Joe Rogan's even talked there. about it. Yeah. But then again, it's like... I don't think people should feel guilty about it. Even girls, yeah. even girls, they think like, oh, if I masturbate or some of the girls I've met, if I masturbate, it's like kind of a slutty thing. It's like, what? Yeah, Fuck I think that. just growing up. I mean, even sex in general, you're always kind of like, like frowned upon, you know, like when they would do sex ed and shit like that. Yeah. I don't even remember sex ed. Did you have that in school? I did. I did have sex ed. I don't think and I it, ever it, it was, did. It was pretty fucking awkward, and they, and they definitely made you more scared to have sex. Like, made it like a scary thing. Like, like did your mom and dad ever talk to you about sex? No. I'm saying. No, they really didn't. I think I just learned through my friends, honestly. Yeah. Even, like, porn and shit, they would show me, or... But I definitely, from sex ed, learned, <clears throat> I think, to wear condoms. So when I was lost my virginity, 14, fucking... Threw a condom on for a good couple pumps. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Corey TJ this weekend, dude. It's gonna be crazy. That's gonna be a good fucking fight. I watched a little uh, behind the scenes countdown on ESPN Plus, and pff, both of them, both of them are working fucking hard. I feel God TJ. He's just like every single question, which it should be, is about his EPO and mm-hmm. his. But it's cool. He's com- he's coming back and he's gonna try to fight through it and hopefully eventually, it goes away. Yeah. But That's it's good. almost like no matter what, if he wins, everyone's yeah, gonna say. People are always Jason. gonna bring it up. Yeah, because um, I think he said too in the interview that like, they tested all his old samples too, and it was only for that one time he was gonna fight Henry or some shit. Was it? Was That's it what he that? he said, right? That's yeah, what he said. Supposedly, but. Yeah, because that is crazy looking at those picks when he was going down to one twenty five. He looked dead, like oh, dude. he looked like a little crackhead. That's why I wonder how Cody, but Cody's small too, huh? Yeah, e- even how in the fight companion, look? Cody is like, yeah, I'll meet him at one thirty, like one sugar at that one thirty weight. But Corey Sanhagen, he's such a like a nice fucking kid, and I like that he talks about like his fears that he has going into fights and how uh, 
the mental battles you go through because literally the mental battles are the fucking hardest part about a fight dude and he talks about for him how important his meditation is and just getting getting your thoughts in order and i forgot who calls it but like exercising your demons exercising your mental demons when like when doubt comes in in jiu-jitsu tournaments or wrestling tournaments when you're really tired after that first match there's going to be doubts there's going to be like i'm so fucking tired how am i supposed to go again but you got to focus on what you control getting hydrated get control your breath and exercise those fucking demons out and and for every person i think exercising those demons is different Especially, he said a lot of it came into play after he lost to Aljamain. Because I think he was undefeated when he fought Aljamain. And then he lost to Aljamain. He's like, holy shit. I got to get track of what's going on in my mind. Yeah, I listened to that pod too with Joe Rogan when he talks about that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch that pod, but he was talking about it on that little ESPN countdown. Oh, okay. He talked about it too on the, on the Joe Rogan. That same exact shit you're saying. Yeah, so I'm pumped. I would, I would, I'd like to see Corey win. I think he deserves it. His style's fucking good. I, it looks like he's got a, a good, solid team, and he doesn't have anything taking his focus off. It looks like it looks like he's just pure fucking training and getting better. But we got a bunch of uh, some questions on Patreon that we could go over for the brothers. Um, Lucas. How is 6ix9ine in person? We, we already said it a couple times, but he was super down-to-earth guy. Like, as soon as the cameras come on or his phone comes out, the entertainer, the gangsta fucking thug come out. But when he was just hanging out with us guys, he was just a 20, I think 26-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Just a normal little fucker that likes to fuck around. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny of them fucking around in the group chat and shit too, huh? Like all the funny memes. All the yeah. shit they were saying. <laughs> yeah. Bruno, Sugar hurt his hands in his last fight. That's something I'm dealing with right now, preparing for my first K1 fight. Do you have any tips on protecting those knuckles? Best wishes from Vienna. Yeah, Bruno, I dealed with that my while I was fighting too. I broke my hand. Clean breaks three times and had like smaller fractures. Multiple, every fucking fight I fought, I'd come out of there with my hands fucked up, Bruno. But when you have those practices where your hands are just aching, what I felt helped me is got I got a little protein jug, filled it with ice, and I just sunk it in there for 15 minutes. And I don't really know the science behind that, but it helped me a lot. But also, when you start getting your hands hurt, people think you need to wrap your hands way more. Like, in practice, wrap them way more. But when you wrap your hands way more, then it's harder to make a proper fist. And when you can make a proper fist, then your bones have that support a little bit. But if you wrap them too much, then you can't completely close your fist. And the fucking bones in your hands are the size of a pencil. They they bend easily. Uh, later, later on, too, I got these uh, the winning gloves. The winning gloves with this rubber winning knuckle pad that I combined. And those, those two things really protected my knuckles and really kept my uh, hands healthy. Yeah, but it's a bitch. It's a bitch, the, the hand injuries. That's why I'm so thankful that Sugar didn't break his fucking hand. Because then you got to take the six weeks for the hand to heal. And then it's like sometimes it doesn't heal right. And it just causes you fucking issues. And then they constantly ache. And then you're con- and then you're scared to throw them full bore. Um, yeah, 
but a lot of people deal with that. You got to take care of your fucking hands, dude. Ian Schuler, Tim, what made you realize that Sugar's the real deal and a future UFC champ? Uh, probably the work ethic. You know, I knew I knew he was always a good athlete from his first amateur. I mean, first couple fights I started working with him as an amateur. I knew he was a good fucking athlete. I think getting with Brandon Harris really, really helped him develop and be like, okay, now he's going to be a durable good athlete. But then when I really realized it is when I started seeing his discipline. He didn't need people to wake him up. He didn't need people to motivate him to go in the gym. He wanted to get better. So he made the decision to show up every fucking practice. Every practice. What do you need? Like sometimes you're tired and beat up and you got every excuse in the world to miss practice. But still you go to fucking practice. Because he had he had his fucking discipline dialed in. And that's when I realized I'm like, ah, oh, this motherfucker could be really good. Because he's so young right now. His body's still maturing. He's still growing. Not even close to his full potential. But no matter how good you are, no matter how good you are, without the discipline and without just showing up, showing up, showing up, it doesn't matter. And that's the thing with a lot of those good, good athletes like that. They can get away with winning by kind of half-assing a little bit because they're such good athletes. But then you start getting to the elite level. And then you have those good athletes with that hard work ethic and that hard discipline and, and that, that hunger to keep growing in all the places. And then that's where you get the, the world champion athlete. A lot, a lot of guys, a lot of guys too, they have that world champion mindset, but they just don't quite have the athleticism to back it up. But still, they'll, they'll go a long way, but to be like top five and elite and champion, you gotta ha you gotta have both in fighting in fighting i think i think in jujitsu you can just have a lot of discipline and show up a lot and not be the best athlete and then you could be a world champion which is fucking sweet all about kind of what you put into it ragnarok any strange on the last trip <laughs> god dude it was weird it was the first time like at, at like a penthouse party or whatever first one of those i've ever been to anyway but there was the girls were outnumbered the guys. So there was a few girls that I'm like, oh, yeah, she's deaf. I, I talked to them all, just kind of get, get a feel on them. And who knows? They probably thought all of us were super, super rich and wealthy. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to get fucked. But it, it almost it was the first time where I was like, I have just, there's just a couple options. And I don't want to do, go for one option. And it ended up not working. And then <laughs> other girls pissed and then try to go back to her. But no. No strange. God damn it. <laughs> it's okay. Still had a good time. Fucking didn't get any diseases. Did you ever get robbed in a decision? I got robbed bad this past weekend. They raised my hand for a 29-28 unanimous decision, then called us back to say he won 29-28. Other judge gave me 30-27. It sucks ass because I can't change it and have a it and have a guaranteed rematch. What would be your mindset going into the rematch with bad blood? Logan, I'd forget about the bad blood. Forget about the bad blood. Let it maybe motivate you in your training. But you got to just sit there and focus on what you got to do. Focus on where, where you went wrong in the fight. Where you could have gotten an advantage over him. Um, yeah, I'd focus on your tactics and your techniques over the bad blood. Timbo, we know that you're a huge part of Sugar's journey to be a UFC champ. 
But what are your own goals, whether it be on your own or part of a group? Thanks. Keep up the amazing content. I've, I've talked about this before. My own goals are just to keep improving my, right now, my jujitsu. Just keep improving my jujitsu, keep improving my strength, keep improving my health, and keep keep my uh, consistent habits of reading too. Because now I have a lot of people that are almost looking to me as their leader. So I got I to gotta take that in count and I got to keep growing and I got to keep fucking learning. And as long as I keep doing that, then I can keep making the people around me, keep making my team at the gym better, keep making a sugar world champ. So just staying consistent with my good habits and consistent growing. Those are my goals. And, and just learn to enjoy it all. Learn to enjoy it all and not constantly think about this future, oh, future getting a new gym or future getting a, our compound or future getting a new Tesla, not constantly always thinking about that. Are you good at, are you starting to get good at like, damn, just enjoying where we're at now? Yeah, I feel like I've always been pretty decent at it just because I feel like even for me and you, you know, we've uh, talked about it like growing up not having a lot. So it makes me even more grateful when I do, you know, like this morning I was just in the apartment, two bedroom. I was like, this is crazy that I'm in. I have this It's so spacious in comparison to like even just growing up, sleeping on the couch or on the floor. You know what I mean? So I'm yeah. pretty grateful with literally just about anything. So, yeah, it, it def- definitely makes it easier to it when you don't come from a lot. Yeah, because I feel like it's harder if, if you did grow up kind of wealthy and nobody really like kind of like you didn't know like it's almost normal like oh everybody's because when i was like growing up i thought everybody was like equal you know Mm -hmm. like kind of was had a naive look at the world where everybody's like i didn't know there was a rich or a poor or a middle class Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and obviously as you get older you realize like oh shit but I, i feel like i'm pretty good at having that mindset already yeah fuck yeah that's nice you ever can you ever have a plan on your brother on the Timbo Sugar Show or the rehab? Yeah, for sure. My brother's super fucking smart. Wait, like way smarter, way tougher. My brother's a b- badass. Uh, yeah, I'd love to have him on for sure. As a complete beginner in jujitsu, what are the first five things you should learn? Would training no gi first help me progress faster before putting on the gi and learning more techniques? I, it, I guess depending on where you you're going to train, but I would recommend putting on the gi because for our gym, we have a curriculum. When you come in, you come in and there's a list of moves that you're going to probably learn. You're going to learn how to escape the mount. And then you're going to learn a very first guard pass. And then you're going to learn how to kind of stay heavy from side control and then mount the person. And then maybe an Americana fish finish. And then from there, you got to just learn the positions learn how to escape the back learn what it means being on top in half guard learn what it means uh being on top in full guard and proper posture in all these positions proper posture when someone has an open guard um just learning the positions and learning to be also efficient with your energy getting in positions to where you're like okay i'm good to just take a couple good breaths here instead of grappling being i just need to hold my breath and i just need to scrap this whole fucking time and then you're just gassed out in three minutes and you can't even think about jujitsu or anything. You're just so fucking tired. So that's what I'd say. Regarding the x-rays Sean has done, are there any micro fractures that would suspend Sean from fighting? No. 
I think they they did that suspension right after Sean Sido's hands was hurting. They got the x-rays. The x-rays are good. So the doctor or whoever will probably message the commissioners and they'll drop the suspension. Everything will be good. Remember when Bobby Boucher showed up at the halftime and the Mud Dogs won the the Bourbon Bowl? (laughs) You ever watch that show, Waterboy? Yeah. I don't remember it a lot, but I I remember it's from Waterboy. I've watched that show a bunch. (laughs) Andre, what are some good nutrition tips? Books, foods to avoid, superfoods. There's just so many, Andre. It's nice because Google has a lot of the like pretty good answers. And books, depending what kind of books you like, depending where you're at in life. But there's just so many, Andre, depending how old you are. A good book is Tools of Titans, dude. It's older, mature guys who've been around the block, who've had money, who've been in low lows, who have all pretty cool stories. And it talks about a lot of their habits and asks them a lot of good questions. Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, I think is a great book. Two questions for Timbo. 710 Labs on Twitch. Is there a possibility there will be a second TWBJJ location? Also, will there ever be a Red Hawk book? Second location? Maybe eventually. Maybe eventually in the the coming years. But right now, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't want I don't want to put my focus in another area and just like, just for money. You know, I want to focus on what I'm building right now. A book, if I get fucking smarter. (laughs) That'd be sick. A book one day would be sweet, but I got to get smarter. Timbo, Timbo, do more cooking vids. I I need to do more cooking vids. I I always forget cooking up. Because, again, I'm like, a lot of the days, like, thinking about doing, getting some good content. Sugar Shane? Uh, Let me call you back. We're recording uh, real quick. He said, let me call you back. And then he said, let me call you back. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I need to do more cooking vids, dude. Cooking's (laughs) fucking simple, dude. A lot of parents never taught their kids how to cook, and I don't get get it. Well, and I I never really was taught how to cook. But it was like I'd come home from wrestling. It's like, well, I better learn how to cook because there's nothing to eat for me. So I kind of would watch my dad, like, make spaghetti sometimes. Um, I don't know, I, I, but I, I do enjoy cooking and I do need to do some more videos for sure. After spending a weekend in Miami with some celebs with loads of money and chicks, do you boys think that when you start making real money like that, that it'll change you guys? I don't think so. I don't think so. When I got back from Miami with all that stuff and came and just trained jiu-jitsu and hung around all my people went home and had my nice night routine i'm like damn that's a level of happiness that's a that's much more than when it was in miami where i'm able to sit there and and really enjoy all the all the things i have compared in miami it's like what's next all right where we're going next and then you have alcohol and you're just like yeah i don't know i just what do you think jay i don't think so i think we're like super grounded i don't feel like I feel like we will be, like, loaded, but I don't think we're going to be, like, super flashy or anything, you know what I mean? Still keep it pretty simple. Yeah, I feel like, at least, I I feel like I would, you know, I wouldn't, I just know, like, 
it's like a high. You're just going to keep chasing, chasing, chasing. So I, I wouldn't want that lifestyle. Remember we talked about it? Like, this is fun for, like, probably a weekend, but not every day. You're just yeah. partying. Like like you said, I like my routine, too. Jiu-jitsu, podcasting, editing. Like, I like where I'm at right now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Same. Also, it's possible guys could fight Sanhagen in the future. A tall, tricky striker with crazy good footwork like him. How would you guys come up with a game plan to take some out someone like Corey dream fight of mine for sure to see him and sugar scrap highest levels of striking between the two that fight probably will happen it probably will who knows sugar starches this next guy Corey fucking smokes TJ who knows but those those top dogs Sean's gonna be around for a while so it's probably we're probably gonna end up fighting all of them um but preparing wise probably bring in some strikers that are similar to his style, tall, lanky, that aren't afraid. Um, yeah, that's probably it. Matthew, what was the top speed you reached in the whip, or were you just trying not to crash? I think we went 105, barely pressed on it and just zipped up to 105. But who knows, like, 6 9 and Steve, they're all trying to drive pretty good, so I don't think they were just ripping around like crazy asses looking to get pulled over but that thing could fucking rip dude it was sick me and jay i'm glad you came with me jay i know i didn't even think about it i was just like all right i'll still be in the lambo right here <laughs> yeah and then you're like come i was like all right cool but yeah. yeah the mclaren was tight yeah that was fucking fun what are we at for time uh about to reach 50 that's perfection dude thanks for all the support with the the, the recap me and jay have been having fun doing it um fuck like like and like and subscribe if you want to support it if you don't then no biggie i think is are we going to put it on we're going to get it on spotify all of the episodes yeah yeah we'll upload all of them probably yeah probably this week but uh yeah appreciate it share with the friends um got the new shirts coming out the new uh red hawk shirts coming out in uh i think a week and that'll be at timbomerch.com and if you want to hit some games Sometimes I'm chatting too on Twitch, Redhawk31. And on Instagram, JX is always doing creative, cool shit, always training jits. JX period Soto on Instagram. All right, guys. See you next week. Peace out.